This is the Wave Zero Podcast. Welcome to the Wave Zero Podcast. I'm your host, John Lunitz. I'm pleased to report that I qualified and received the first dose of the COVID vaccine based on the eligibility requirements for the state of Florida. Within the next few weeks, I should be fully vaccinated and ready to re-enter society. The next few months will be an interesting transition as millions of people re-enter a physical world that has been digitally transformed. Companies have implemented technology to replace manual processes and have equipped themselves to meet their customers' needs around the clock, wherever they are, and via any communication channel. Today, we will be discussing the importance of choosing the right strategic partner to help you and your organization, regardless of industry, navigate the uncharted waters of a post-pandemic physical world that exists in an ever-emerging digital realm. To help me unpack and explore these topics, I'd like to welcome to the conversation Mark Mahaffey, Senior Business Development Manager for Strategic National Accounts at Gordon Food Service. Mark, welcome. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be a part of the podcast today. Hey, we appreciate you being here. So, Senior Business Development Manager for Strategic National Accounts. Talk to me a little bit about what that entails. Yeah, here at Gordon Food Service, we're the largest privately held food service distributor in North America. We've been family owned for over five generations. And in the strategic and emerging groups, um, my role is to work specifically with uh, accounts that were in the regional space that are moving into the national space. Um, the goal is to get a hold of them while they're uh, growing and need support to be able to come out of that uh, that small regional chain that maybe needs a little bit of support to get them into the, the larger uh, arena to deal and compete with national chains. Not to say that I don't uh, work with national chains as well, uh, but more on the national landscape, it's accounts that are growing into um, becoming that really aggressive growth model chain uh, that is ready to take the, the country by storm. I see. We work with some hyper growth clients also. And so the, the focus within that segment, uh, as I understand it, is scale. You're, you're providing what products and services as well as maybe consulting that, that helps those regional players become national due to this increase in scale. That's exactly it, John. Uh, you know, the things we have learned over time is a lot of folks, when they open a restaurant, you know, they have great food, they've got great service, um, and then they start to expand their business. And as they expand, you know, the key is aligning themselves with the right expertise to be able to get where they want to go from their growth plans. And our humble opinion is a good distributor should be able to support them and with those needs. I'm with you. Well, I'm really interested in learning more about this, especially because um, from a re- I, I'm a little bit of a foodie and uh, love actually to go to restaurants. Looking forward to getting back to go to restaurants. Um, so I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that, too. Right. How would you get your start within the restaurant business? Yeah, that, that's a great question. It's kind of an odd story. Um, I started working like many folks in the restaurant business uh, in high school, just working in the back of restaurants, washing dishes. And then as I got into college, um, just hooked on with a really great chain um, in the northern Detroit suburbs called Mancino's Pizza and Grinders. Um, as I worked through my time uh, going through college, I started working at the restaurant more and more. 
so much so I just kind of moved through the ranks and then became a um, manager and then ultimately an active partner in the business. Um, over time, one re restaurant turned into two restaurants, turned into three restaurants. And then before you know it, I was running a three unit small chain um, and did that for the better part of eight years. Um, after time, uh, it just became time to look for a, a new challenge was able and, and fortunate enough to be able to sell off my portion of the restaurants and um, look was really looking for something to do. And um, my sales representative at Gordon Food Service mentioned to give uh, Gordon Food Service a look. And as you can tell from <laughs> me talking to you today, that worked out. Um, so I spent my time on the street uh, selling local mom and pop style restaurants um, you know, food service establishments, sea uh, stores, things of that nature, uh, for the better part of, of seven, eight years, and then actually left Gordon Food Service and went into the food marketing um, area of the business as a, a corporate consulting chef, spent some time getting my culinary certificates and really traveled the country, uh, demoing, selling product to food service distributors, chain restaurants, clients. After time, uh, was able to um, actually work back with Gordon Food Service quite a bit as one of my largest clients and uh, was able to rejoin Gordon Food Service on the marketing side this time um, as a on-staff business consultant for uh, large independent restaurants and small regional chains uh, just to support them on the business side of uh, running their operations. Um, over time, that became uh, a move into commercial sales uh, and some several management positions. And then ultimately, in the role that I'm in today, took me to Dallas, Texas um, to work with uh, strategic national chains. So it's been quite a ride. Well, it sounds like you have quite the holistic set of experience, right? Front of the house, back of the house, owner. Yeah, then you went into the actual the food prep or right, the culinary certificate. I think that's fascinating, right? So you so from a customer perspective, right? Hey, is this is the product any good? And then what really drew you to? I guess now you're in the, the supply chain logistics piece of it. Was there something about that? I guess I don't help me with my terminology, but that kind of back of that house, that supply chain, that you from having seen the entire industry, that was kind of really you found your passion there. Yeah, for me, you know, I really kind of ran my career backwards. Um, you know, it, it would have been really helpful to have all this experience and then open up restaurants. And it really kind of went the other way around because, um, you know, when you're younger, you can do a little bit more of the heavy lifting. Right. And uh, but really what draws me to the supply chain side of things and it is really helping individuals become more successful. I love that challenge. Um, my goal is to help my clients be the best that they can be from a growth perspective. You know, one of the things I always ask when we sit down is let's talk about where you want to be next year, this time, five years, 10 years away, and being able to help them and bring a level of expertise to them on the supply chain side that they maybe necessarily didn't realize they even needed in their organization is something I feel pretty passionately about. I'm with you. And that really is a great segue right into what we were going to talk a little bit more about today, about finding that right strategic partner to, to help move into this digital landscape. So let's talk a little bit about how this whole COVID pandemic has shifted 
a lot of the restaurant and food services business aggressively into the digital landscape. And then what you're doing, and I think we had talked about, you know, at the very opening about scale. So you were, you, you also have a niche of the, these mom and pops uh, or traditionally run restaurants at the regional level, moving them to more of a national chain. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? On Number one, what have we seen with the pandemic pandemic and the shift into the digital? And then how are you working with these, the, these smaller organizations and in the physical, right? And working with them and being a good partner to help them navigate all of these changes that have occurred uh, since the pandemic hit. Yeah, what a, what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of restaurants, independent restaurants and some of your smaller, you know, one and two unit, um, I'll call them chains, but really what they are, multi-unit operations. They really do have a tremendous mom and pop element to the way that their businesses are run. Now, certainly there's some folks that are out there that are ahead of the curve and there's some that are behind. But for the most part, um, we found that those folks generally need some support um, to understand how to better manage their business utilizing technology. Um, the restaurant industry has been traditionally years behind other industries in the adoption of technology. Um, when I say that, certainly there's um, opportunities for most restaurants. Um, you know, they might have a little bit of tech solution that they're using today to help create a better customer experience for their their guests. But really, what what we found is there's a, a couple of different areas where they could just do much better. Um, you know, they maybe have a relationship with Open Table, or they have um, some type of a guest rewards program, or something that runs off an iPad, or something along those lines. But that's really the extent of the type of tech kind of pre-pandemic that you would see a lot of restaurants getting involved in. Now, the really successful chain restaurants, they figured this out years ago. They understand that there's lots of software solutions, app solutions, things of that nature that you can implementing your business to drive data points where you can help make better decisions. And, you know, my message to these folks is, is simple. It's really adopting digital solutions. It, it has to be the ante of being involved in the restaurant business today. Um, what's interesting is, you know, you look at pre-pandemic and maybe your favorite restaurants and what they were engaged with from a digital perspective um, and what they are now um, is, is, you know, usually night and day when we start to, to talk about where things were, you know, pre-2020 to now. Um, but, you know, having solutions for your website, social media, job apps, um, SEO, online ordering, delivery, guest feedback. I mean, those are no longer nice to have uh, in the restaurant business. It's things that are on the got to have solution list or, or what I refer to as the ante for even being in business. Uh, no, I'm with you, Mark. And I actually think that it's not just in the restaurant business, right? What I think is so fascinating about this and really well, one of the reasons I was very excited to have you on a, as a guest is because I think the topics about moving into the digital landscape, it cuts across all industries. And a lot of what you had just mentioned, right, on the website, right, or reservations via open table, 
or even having the right delivery. DoorDash, Uber Eats all the time. I get bills from my daughter who's not even in, who doesn't even live, she lives off at college. I'm still paying the bill for her DoorDash. But, um, you know, those are all customer facing and I always see a cut across industry. What about, are there other things that you're helping your clientele with specifically that might not be so customer facing, but are just as important for them to scale and to run their business profitably? Uh, certainly, there, there's lots of third party solutions out there um, for things like online ordering. Uh, when I say online ordering, that's the restaurant ordering from their distributors. Um, as well as inventory management. Um, scheduling um, is really important uh, in this day and age, the days of you know printing off a Excel spreadsheet and pinning it to a cork board in the back of the restaurant probably isn't the best way to manage your staff these days. So there's lots of great solutions in that regard, along with training and development uh, of your people. Um, it's really hard for restaurants from a labor perspective nowadays. Um, and the, even pre-pandemic, it was really hard and now it's even tougher. So we're finding that restaurants are really doing more with less and using and engaging digital solutions to be able to take some of that off your plate uh, is crucial for the restaurant operator uh, to be able to be successful. Not to mention, uh, we haven't even touched on employee retention. Um, you know, once you get that person uh, hired and, and trained, it's expensive to replace them. So how are they going to engage their employees to continue to have them grow over time um, and hopefully stick around and maybe move up the ladder? Uh, so those are all opportunities for restaurants where they traditionally have just not spent a lot of time. So you, you have this, right, the kind of two buckets of solutions, right, that we talked about on the digital realm. One was the customer facing. The other was really to run some of the operations and help with the profitability of the business. And then you got the employee aspect, right? You mentioned the fact that you've got a number, right, the days of utilizing a cork board are over from a scheduling standpoint. But you gotta, you've got to hire these people. You've got to train these people. And you have to retain these people. So having these different tool, right, the, these tools that you're leveraging in the digital realm in your tool belt. Can you talk to us just a little bit about how you are a strategic partner and, and maybe some of the guidance and the consulting that you're providing to some of your clients and, and, and the importance of that as you help them through this journey, right, in this transformation and maybe even some of the a story or the reaction of what it is to basically, you know, you're, you're no, you're no longer putting that cork board up there. The schedule is no longer on a whiteboard that these things are done via apps, et cetera. And the difference in, or even the reactions of some of these owners today on how they're moving into the realm. I, I think the listeners would find that fascinating. Yeah. I would say the, the first piece is, you know, and I think we touched on this a little earlier, John is making sure that you're aligning yourself with somebody who understands you know, what your growth goals are and, and where you want to head as an organization, because if they can't scale with you, what's the point? Um, you know, making sure that that partner um, has the types of solutions you're looking for and can bring those solutions to you as you need them. Um, you know, everybody um, understands that there's, you know, often great 
uh, apps that just are kind of one functionality things that are out there. Um, are you looking to the right company that maybe has multiple solutions in the buckets that we discussed earlier? That That's the first thing I would always encourage folks in this space to understand. You know, the second piece is whether you're using me, um, using one of my competitors, a third-party solution, is do they have the horsepower to get you across the finish line? Um, that's the second part that really, I think a lot of folks don't necessarily always consider. Um, and sometimes there's budgetary restrictions and there's things of that nature that might get in the way of those types of decisions. But ultimately they can be more expensive if you're not taking the time to understand, you know, where that solution may need to be three, four years down the road before you get them engaged. So uh, the, the last part of that, and I think the, the expertise of the folks involved, um, there's a lot of great tech companies that are out there, um, but do they do exactly what you're asking them to do? Or are you trying to fit a square peg in a round hole? Um, not every piece of software is <laughs> um, created equally. And making sure that you've got the right partner is crucial to making sure that's successful. I'm with you. And I think that that you know, is a real interesting point too about being strategically aligned with your clients and making sure that their goals are your goals. I, 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 that resonates with me, Mark, because I think in order for anybody to be successful, especially if one of you to be a strategic partner, I think that really starts as really kind of the baseline, right? You need to make sure that there's a goal alignment. You need to make sure, as you noted, hey, that there's a cultural alignment. They've got somebody like yourself that grew up in the industry, right? Somebody who has the front of the house, the back of the house, who has a culinary certificate. So you understand all aspects of it. So I, I think those things, I, I agree with you. I think those things are uh, make a very good strategic partner. Um, so, hey, Mark, uh, I hate to do this to you, but we are running out of time. And, um, but as part of the normal show, we like to ask you a series of rapid fire questions. I just want to make sure you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. So th this one, this, the first one should be easy, hopefully, because it actually has to do with maybe a, a segment of the restaurant industry. Hey, what's your favorite ice cream? Um, I hate to say it, but I'm pretty mundane. I, I, I like vanilla ice cream, <laughs> believe it or hey, not. There's nothing wrong with there's any kind of vanilla ice cream. Um, all right. Sec uh, next question. What are you reading or binge watching right now? Uh, reading. Um, I just finished a, a book uh, by Charlene Lee called The, Distru the Disruption Mindset. Uh, it was an excellent read. It's all about uh, learning to change uh, posit positivity um, and finding ways to create um, movement by drawing people in. It's a pretty interesting take on a way to attach business uh, to a strategy. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And then as far as uh, binge watch, uh, Formula One, Drive to Survive on Netflix. I just finished that up. And then I have kids, so I'm always watching Ninjago, it feels like. Oh, hey, I saw that Formula One thing on Netflix. I'll have to check it out now. It, was, it came across my little ticker, but I, I did not click on that. Um, now, what is your favorite adult beverage? 
Now that's an easy one, bourbon for sure. Well, that would also be mine, and I would put that on the vanilla ice cream you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been enjoying the Weller's Antique 107 lately. That's oh. that's my my brand, a little pitch for Weller's there. Oh, hey, no, that's, that is a very good choice, a very, very good choice. In fact, I, I will have to say that I actually just acquired myself a bottle of Weller for Foolproof recently, which was, um, I put that in the cabinet for a special occasion. There you go. Uh, hey, the final question is, hey, now that we're really, as we noted, hey, we're really starting the vaccinations, uh, eligibility requirements are expanding, and it looks to be hopefully, hey, in the next, you know, four to six months, things will get back to, well, the new normal, but some type of normal. Where would you like to travel next? Well, I'll get in trouble at home if I don't say uh, with the pandemic, I want to travel back to Michigan to see my family. Um, we moved to Texas right at the beginning of the pandemic, and it's been some time since we've been able to see the folks back home. Uh, but I'd also um, hear it from a buddy if I didn't say Las Vegas. Every year we go to Las Vegas with a group of friends, and we've had to cancel that again due to the pandemic. And uh, uh, it's been a while since I've seen my my group of, of buddies there and uh, missed the heck out of them as well. So there, there's the two I'd like to see most. Yeah, nice. Both sound like two great trips, family and friends. I'm with you there. So, hey, Mark, before we conclude, is there anything else you'd just really like to leave our listeners with today? Uh, any kind of final thoughts or anything that we were not able to cover uh, during the show? Uh, you know, first off, I just want to say, John, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Um, I'm, as you can tell, I, I enjoy talking about this subject. And, you know, the thing for me, if I could leave one last thought with folks is, um, as you're working into this space, there's a lot of great partners that are out there. Uh, the last thing that I'd impart on anybody listening to this today is just to ensure that you're taking the time to uh, measure twice and cut once and, and put yourself al aligned with the right uh, scalable partner that can help you get to your goals. Um, that, that really is what this is all about. Well, Mark, uh, very great advice there to conclude the show. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. It was an absolute pleasure having you. I mean, it gave me very, very good insights into an industry that I know not a whole lot about. But also, I, I was very surprised, and maybe not so, I shouldn't have been, but I'll, uh, on the similarities on some of the, I would say, new economy clients that my team works with, and then some of these mom and pop restaurants. And I think some of the challenges are the same. And I think that both industries, right, they're both have been moving into the digital realm. So again, I appreciate you sharing your experience with us. I, I appreciate you sharing a little bit of your story with us on a personal note. And uh, hey, I just would also like to, um, number one, welcome you back. But two, maybe we'll have to do a little tasting of that Antique Weller 107 next time. Just let me know when and where I'll be there, John. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, man. Thank you. This is the Wave Zero.